What is going on, everybody? Looking for a little Christmas spirit, even though Christmas is done. We're what a week, a week and some change out of Christmas. About yeah. We're four days into the year 2022. 2022, and our Christmas special keeps going on because really it is a Christmas special because we did uh, Home Alone. We have an episode coming out for the Santa Claus, and now we have, we're going to end it with the Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Uh, we are actually talking about the Jim Carrey, um, I call it the Jim Carrey version, but it's really the Ron Howard version uh, that Jim Carrey completely uh, legend legendified. Uh, and did such a great, a great, I think I just made that word up, but <laughs> did such a great, great job. Um, I'm sure we'll throw in the, obviously the classic cartoon as well as the new uh, cartoon that the musical mind behind that was Pharrell Williams. So that's uh, pretty cool too because I'm a huge fan of him. So, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, starring Jim Carrey, directed by Ron Howard. Obviously, the writer is Dr. Seuss, Jeff Price, Peter Seaman. What do you think about this movie, Pete? Oh, I love it. It's a classic. And I've loved Jim Carrey ever since I was a kid. Like, I would try and imitate everything that he would do because he was just like a living cartoon. Like, he was uh, just so it was it was so uh like magical watching him work and <clears throat> just seeing him uh act around all these other uh actors in in films it made it feel like um Bob Hoskins in Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Jim Carrey's Roger Rabbit Jim Carrey's uh Rob Roger Rabbit and he's got that rubber face, which is the name of one of his uh, first films, Rubber Face, because he could contort his face into all these different gestures. And that really helped out um, his acting in How the Grinch Stole Christmas through all that hours and hours of makeup. Like he, he really was able to act through all that makeup and he was brilliant. Like he did such a brilliant job. It was like one of my favorite performances from him like to this day he i was watching some of the behind the scenes and uh he actually almost quit yeah in the middle of making the movie because he could not handle um the the makeup mm -hmm. portion and on top of that um that the the contacts were so painful uh. to wear uh which were those were the full contacts which uh in one of or two of Pete and in my new films were actually getting some full-size contacts that I guess we're going to find out how how those feel. They feel weird. <laughs> we'll see. They feel weird. Do they? Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, so uh, Ron Howard's brother plays in this movie, Clint Howard, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. A lot of people don't even realize that that is, that they're brothers, which is pretty neat. Um there's, I mean, there's so Jim Carrey obviously takes the cake in this one, but we have Jeffrey uh, Tambor, mm. Tambors, I guess how you say his name. Yeah, if you're a fan of Arrested uh, Development, you'll you'll recognize Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, he he did a he does a fantastic. He's also got a very animated face. The oh way yeah, he, the way he does. I really loved him as the dad in The Hangover. I, I love his voice. He's got such a great voice. Definitely a voice for radio, for sure. Mm -hmm. 
for sure. So many great, so many great actors and actresses in this film. I love the way that this film really followed the original cartoon. Yeah. And I know that the new cartoon that they did, instead of the Grinch, like, being teased and kind of like, you know, falling into the lap of, of two, two, uh, another household, the new one, like, he grew up in an orphanage and... And it goes deeper into a completely different story. Dad, I mean, I guess, I guess for the new generation, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's it's a, it's a retelling, a rehashing. Like it's a different universe. Like a lot of people are just like, yeah. I like the original one better. It was just like, then go watch the original one. But this is like a new viewpoint, like uh, a possibility. It's like part of the multiverse. This movie and what Ron Howard did, like at the beginning of the film, how it shows that that. The Who people and the Grinch live in a snowflake is just awesome. I mean, it is just, I think that, yeah. that really, this is a movie that when we're putting up the Christmas tree and hanging up the lights, this goes directly on the TV. I mean, cause, cause the, the, the song that, that is like the main song for this movie is where are you Christmas, which is such a, such an awesome, mm-hmm. an awesome song because, you know, it describes obviously if you've seen the movie, a person that, you know, they feel like Christmas is gone. Where's Christmas? How can I get into the Christmas spirit? And it's just the perfect movie to really get anybody and everybody into that Christmas spirit. So this is my go-to when it comes to getting into the Christmas spirit. For sure, the Grinch. Um, and Jim Carrey, just like I said, and like Pete just said, I, what he brought to this character, um, he literally is the true meaning of doing a live action film from cartoon to live action without the quality of creativity and uh, the content, how good it is in cartoon suffering because he delivered from even that smile. Yes, they enhanced it a little bit, but if you see the raw footage of how he does his smile, his smile gets up there. I mean, his smile really gets up there. Yeah, he he talks about how like he'll take pictures with people and he'll do the smile and people will freak out like, oh my god, it's actually his face that's doing that. Yeah, like yeah, there's a little bit of enhancement and that's just like a a huge uh, throwback to the 1966 Boris Karloff, uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Have you seen that? Have you seen the footage on uh, YouTube where how many different phases of like the actual when they're creating the makeup and stuff for the Grinch, Mm. how many they went through. I forget how many they went through. I just know that it was a really... Yeah, they went through a lot, and it's crazy how they decided on this one. And I think the the main reason why they decided on this, this costume and this makeup is due to the fact that it was so true to the cartoon. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I feel that the makeup artist could not have done a better job. Oh, yeah. And I actually don't know who the makeup artist was in this one i'm gonna look up right now while we go through pete you have imdb open who else was on who else graced us with their presence on this on this fantastic film uh well we also had um Mar- uh christine ba- baronski uh, who played martha may huvier um had a huge crush on her ever since I was a, a little kid. Um, it was just that 
that older lady with that uh, seductive voice and eyes. But of course, we have an SNL uh, alum, Molly Shannon, who played Betty Lou Who. Oh, yeah. When I get real nervous, I stick my hands into my armpits and I... <sighs> oh, yeah. Mary <laughs> Catherine Gallagher. Yeah. And then uh, we also had uh, Josh Ryan Evans, who played the, the eight-year-old uh, Grinch, who was a huge star in uh, one of those... One of those soap operas. It was like Days of Our Lives or something like that. And a lot of fantastic, yeah. And then we had uh, Mindy Sterling as uh, Clarnella. Uh, some of you might know her from... I've seen her in a bunch of stuff, and I'm just like, what, what else was she? She was in... Yeah, oh, she nice. was in Austin Powers. Uh, she was... Um, yeah, she was uh, Frau Farbissa... And she was like, send in the cloud. Yeah, she was the very uh, loud German lady in Austin Powers. You know, there's over 50 makeup artists that worked on this project. Over 50? I believe it. They had to get, like, even the, the what are they? The who's? Background, the background uh, who's yeah. in, in makeup. Yeah, and believe it or not, the, the CGI on this film is so good that... And the makeup artists are so good that you can't even tell how many of those of those who's were actually CGI because mm. there there are quite a bit of them. Yeah, like the one that came out of the the trombone or the trumpet. Yeah, exactly. Man, this cat this is this is really an all star cast. They did a good job of they had that perfect mixture of practical effects and CGI. And then uh, you had Rick Baker, Rick Baker, as one of the puppeteers. In, in that film. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, this was a huge, like, it, CGI, practical. I mean, they really, they really, I mean, they used so many potato flakes in this film. And they built out a lot of the, uh, the cars and the, the, the buildings. It were all built. We're all built, which is crazy because, you know, Dr. Seuss doesn't believe in corners or straight mm -hmm. lines. I mean, he's like, I don't know if you've, if you've, I know you lived in California, but I don't know if you ever went to Dr. Seuss's actual house. No, I've never been to, I haven't been seen? to his actual house. I've been to, um, I've walked past the Jim Henson Did you? Uh, lot. Yeah, well, his house looks like mm -hmm. a Dr. Seuss house, like 100%. There is no... There's no corners. There's no straight lines. It literally is a... Uh, it's it's insane. Nice. E everything, even the dog was perfectly cast. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And I had no clue until, like, looking through the cast. Vern Troyer is credited as a band member in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Really? Yeah. And for those who don't know, Vern Troyer played Mini-Me in Austin Powers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's he's also a great. That's a that's a that's you know we're gonna in season two, guys. We are going to visit the Austin Powers franchise because that is a very very good one that I enjoy. Um, it's it's one of the highlights of my Michael Myers. You know, I mean he's done a lot of brilliant things, and that's I think that's one of his biggest. Yeah, and the Austin Powers. And I'm also seeing Deep Roy. If uh, some of y'all don't know who Deep Roy was, he played uh, th all the Oompa Loompas 
in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which, you know, uh, you know, now that you bring up Charlie and Chocolate Factory, I really wish they would have kept it to the classics and got a bunch of actors to play it instead of duplicating the same actor. Yeah. I have quite a bit of complaints about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And only because the magic of practical... Because it's such an old film of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It was just so... You're going to hear me say the word authentic so many times on the show, but it was... you. It's just hard to recreate that. And and Gene Wilder brought like such a different magic to, to the original. Like, there, it, it's like when you see it, like you can smell the candy, like you can taste the candy in the air. Um, but like when you watch a Tim Burton's one... You're just like, I know I'm watching just a Tim Burton version of what I saw from the original. Like, it's fun. It's yeah. fun if you love Tim Burton's films. Uh, but like... It- well, and that's the only reason why I watched it was because Tim Burton did mm-hmm. it. I'm a huge Johnny Depp fan too, but his character he brought to that, it was just very yeah. different. But we can... We can- I- we uh, we can uh, yeah. do Charlie on a different episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You see, this is why... Pete and I have to do episodes because we get carried away with different things. <laughs> I do have a question for you because I actually don't know the answer to this. Is Rance Howard related to Clint and Ron? Rance Howard. Uh, it looks like it. He he has very similar features. Uh, what's his Let's bio? See what his Wikipedia says. His kids are Clint Howard and Ron Howard. Wow. Oh, so that's their dad. Yeah. Oh, he passed away in 2017 mm-hmm. at the age of 89. And for those of you that do not know yet, I'm going to go Bryce Dallas Howard, who is part of one of my favorite franchises, Jurassic World, mm-hmm. is is uh, Ron Howard's daughter, yeah. which is super cool. She definitely got blessed into it. Don't you ever like close your eyes and you're like, man, I wish... I would have been born into the industry. You know, people like like Pete and I, we had to work to get into this industry. We didn't, we weren't born. Like when we were born, we were like, our parents that had regular jobs and, you know, our grandparents had regular jobs and our uncles and aunts had regular jobs. We just found a love for this industry. And so we're the first generation in our families to open the doors for our future kids. Well, I have kids, Pete's future kids, or, um, you know, their kids or so forth. So that's crazy. How does it feel to be a first generation? It's awesome. Like I've, I've loved acting since I was a little kid. I would always uh, reenact whatever scenes I saw on uh, the films I would watch, like Batman, or I'd watch the super old school Superman cartoons and tie a towel around my neck and just go around flying or I pretend to be Zorro from the old 1950s. Uh, you see, you're you're bringing up things that are are happening that I can't not talk about. Like, Will, oh, like uh, is it uh, Wilmer Vanderama just signed on to be Zorro in the new TV series? That they're doing. And I really don't know how I feel about that. Honestly, when it comes, the perfect one was, was, you know, um, Antonio Banderas. Antonio. I mean, to he was the perfect and the perfect Zorro to pass it off 
was Anthony Hopkins. The way they did that was was magical, and I, I really enjoyed it. But yeah, and I I love that Anthony Hopkins was play, was portraying Don Diego from the original TV series. Right, I love that. Me too. I I I'm not going to say that I don't I do I have weird feelings about it because he, Wilmer surprised me when they did the show um, from dusk till dawn. He was such a goofy character in that 70s show that I didn't think he could pull off the character he did. And he did very nicely. And I, I really enjoyed the show. Um, so I'm excited. Fingers crossed that it turns into a good, a good series. So back to the Grinch. What was your favorite line that the Grinch said? <laughs> My favorite line that the Grinch said? Uh... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there was like one single line that just like stuck out. Uh, maybe like when he's just like talking to himself. That one where he's like, hello. Like, hello. How are you? How are you? <laughs> that one. Yeah. <laughs> you're an, uh, uh, I'm an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an you're idiot. That's <laughs> <an> idiot. <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah. Mine was, yeah. mine has to be where he's like, um, it's a kilt. Not a dress. If I can't find anything to wear, I'm just not going. <laughs> I think that was my favorite scene in, in like as a whole. I think my favorite scene would have to be when he did the the table the tablecloth uh pool. Uh-huh. And he actually achieved the pool <laughs> when he wasn't supposed to, so he ran back and just threw everything all over the ground and knocked over the table. Yeah, that was funny. That was a funny one too. I love the way they, they made his cave come to life. And I love, I loved, I loved that they used candy glass when yeah. he broke the bottle and started eating it. So it showed that the Grinch ate trash and, you know, onions and... You can tell that he had a little trouble eating ate. that onion, though, because that bite he took, he's immediately chewing it out yeah. of his mouth. Because who knows how many takes they had to do. Yeah, it's, it was pretty bad. Did you know that Imagine Entertainment is Ron Howard's company? Imagine Entertainment. What have they done? Oh, let's see. It's the one where the water, when at the beginning of movies, the water drops into the pond and it ripples into Imagine. Mm -hmm. They did uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the TV show 24, American Gangster, Inside Man, Rush, A Beautiful Mind, uh... All of the Da Vinci Codes, Kindergarten Cop. Nice. The Cat in the Hat, Robin Hood, Apollo 13, Liar Liar, 8 Mile, My Girl. All of the My Girls, actually. Austin Powers, Parenthood, American Maid, uh, The Bird, The Burbs, uh, Cry Baby. Ooh, nice. Friday Night Lights. Cinderella Man. Man, they have a Cowboys vs. and Aliens. Their list is is impressive. The Nutty Professor. Ooh, nice. Yeah, they have a they have an impressive. But the company is owned by Ron Howard. His partner in the in the company is Brian Grazer. <laughs> which you'll you'll recognize him. I don't know him by a name. But he's an American producer. Uh, I don't know him by name, but you'll you'll recognize his face. 
We all know him. Oh, yeah. So he's produced uh, a ton of films. So him and Ron Howard said, hey, we're going to get together. Hell, yeah. Start this amazing company and uh, make billions of dollars. Worked out for him. Yeah, and if you all only know Ron Howard as the director, I highly recommend going back a few decades and checking out Happy Days. And before that, if you recognize this... Andy Griffith. He was Andy Griffith. Yeah, he was in that show too. Um, but yeah, Happy Days was my, it was my shit, Hell if I must yeah. say so myself. Who didn't want to be the Fonz? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this is, this is, I mean, the thing about Jim Carrey is, Jim Carrey is a person that when you talk about his films, it's not enough to, to talk about him. Like, he's a, he's a visual person. Like, you want to see a master at work, go watch any of Jim Carrey's movies. The the characters that he... I, I think I saw maybe one bad Jim Carrey movie that I was not fond of, and he tried to do an accent. I think it was like a Russian that I really didn't like. Other than that, I mean, his work... And he fell off a little bit. I mean, let's be honest. He fell off for the projects he was getting. He just, he wasn't, but he redeemed himself when he came back with Sonic. Oh yeah. I mean, he was the old Jim Carrey that we remembered from the mask and, you know, those days, like he really redeemed himself. I'm super excited for the new Sonic the Hedgehog 2 because my favorite characters in it, Knuckles, you know, Mm -hmm. Jim Carrey is returning. Tails is coming you know, there's so many different people coming coming to that character. I have not seen the show Kidding yet. Have you seen it? Kidding? Yeah, so it, it's a uh, it's his show that he had from 2018 to 2020. And um I know you've seen commercials for it or like oh, he plays like a Mr. Rogers neighborhood type of character, right? Yeah, he's got like yeah, he's got like a whole vibe like that. And um I want to see it. It's it's like rated really, yeah. really high, actually. I've been wanting to check that one out, too. It's rated really high. So I'm super excited to see that. Um, I mean, his 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 thing is just... It is... I'm going to use the word bonkers. It is massive. He returned to uh, Saturday Night Live as a, he plays Joe Biden. That was hilarious. He did such a great Joe Biden. Yeah, he's he's just... He definitely is a a great character. I liked him. A lot of people didn't like him as the Riddler. I really enjoyed him as the Riddler. I did. For me, because I'm a huge Batman fan, he he was trying too much to be over the top like the original Riddler from the Adam West series. And the thing is, even that Riddler was like trying to be over the top like Cesar Romero's Joker. So it's just like, hey, kind of just like bring it back a bit. Uh, I wanted to see a Riddler much more like the one from the animated series who is very stoic and, like, he said things, uh, like, so brilliantly. Like, he wasn't, like, over the top and, like, zany. He was very, like... He was very serious in the, in the way he would say things. And, like, one of my Dreamcast uh, actors for that character was uh, Hugo Weaving. Oh, wow. Yeah. But apparently... Uh, Paul Dano is going to be portraying the Riddler in the new The Batman film with Robert Pattinson. I'm, I'm actually, I, I, I went to go see 
the new Spider-Man, finally. So everybody who's yeah. listening, we are, we must, we might actually release it on season one as like a, like a bonus, bonus episode, but we have to talk about the new Spider-Man. Oh, hell yeah. Pete and I agree. Yeah, we have to, we just have to talk about it. Uh, we didn't, we didn't watch the new Spider-Man when we did the reviews on the, on this franchise. So we definitely are going to revisit that. Um, so check this out. I, I, I want to test your, your Jim Carrey knowledge here. What was the first movie where people started really, and I'm, I'm not talking about comedy fans. I'm talking about, you know, an audience as a whole. The first movie that that an audience as a whole started really paying attention to Jim Carrey and what movie was his catapult to stardom? Go. I'd say people started really recognizing him in Ace Ventura Pet Detective and what probably launched his career was probably The Mask. So what launched his career was Ace Ventura Pet Detective and where people started paying attention to him was a movie called Once Bitten. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. I didn't realize people were paying attention to him back then like that because Once, once Bitten is a great film. That got him noticed. It is a great film, but that movie got him so noticed to where they grabbed him for the Ace Ventura role because he was so animated in that movie, but at the same time playing kind of like a, a dramatic role with a, a comedy dramatic role. So it opened everybody because everybody knew, you know, his first thing he ever did was rubber face. Uh-huh. And so he came out strong as a comedian. Everybody knew that. But when everybody saw him as a well-rounded actor is when Once Bitten came out. And then that's when the people from Ace Ventura are like, oh, my God, I got to have you. And actually, before Ace Ventura came out, critics tore that movie apart. Yeah. They said it was the worst movie they ever seen, blah, blah, blah. Jim Carrey was on the phone with his agent, and he said, I guess, you know, tomorrow I'm not going to have a job because it's the worst movie I ever made. And that movie hit theaters and, you know. As usual, the critics, I mean, let's be honest, the critics, 85% of the time are wrong. Yeah. Are wrong. And even people, guys, I want to encourage you something. I have somebody in my family, and I'm not going to name this person, but not in my immediate family, but in my family, that no matter what, movies are horrible to them. And they say, don't go see it. It's a horrible movie. The thing about it is, is we all as a hu- as human beings don't like the same thing about certain movies. Instead of taking people's word for it, take the time to go out and actually see it or view it on Netflix or whatever platform you have and check it out because who knows, you might really enjoy that movie. You might really like it. And critics, I don't read, you know, critics, you know, things anymore. I just think that they, they look at things more from a technical point of view instead of like an enjoyable point of view, which is something I do a lot when people show me their work. And so now, and when I met Pete, Pete backed me up and it was like, you got to look at it from two point of views. So now when people ask me their opinion, I tell them, do you want it from a viewer's point of view or do you want it from a technical point of view? Half the time people will ask me to do both point of views. Ace Ventura was a fantastic mistake. <laughs> That's what it was. In my opinion, it was the best mistake of cinema and best mistake of Jim Carrey's career. It was just amazing. One and two, I know they did. They tried to do a kid version or whatever. One and two are amazing. And I, I enjoyed that the cartoon they did. 
I thought that was pretty good too. But then again, I enjoyed the Beetlejuice cartoon that they came out with, which a lot of people didn't. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the Beetlejuice cartoon and I enjoyed the um, Ace Ventura cartoon. At the same time, I was watching Bobby's World, so I enjoyed all those. Yeah, I, I like those cartoons also, Ace Ventura. They also had a mask cartoon as well. Yes. And like. In Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks, yep. Yeah. Darkwing Duck. Like the Darkwing Duck was the nineties had such great cartoons, like the late eighty, the late eighties to to like the all of the nineties had great cartoons. But do you notice something about the cartoons back then? Is that it was two D. Uh-huh. Well, as soon as they started bringing three D into it, three D characters and everything like that, it became more of like a CGI versus that classic awesome two D. Which the thing about it is, I've sat down with my kids and they don't like a lot of the old cartoons because they're not familiar with it. So it goes back into generations, right? So yeah. we have our generations that like the more 3D stuff and then our generations that like the even Disney, Disney's kind of backtracking a little bit and and doing a mixture of 2D with 3D. Uh Encanto is a new movie that came out that is amazing mm-hmm. if you have not seen it. Such a good movie. You got to understand it warms my heart. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a chance on this and say it warms Pete's heart too that I've waited so long for Disney to do Latino movies so long and you gotta understand growing up as a Latino and never seeing a lot of Latino uh you know cartoons or movies you you never did if you did they were on the Hispanic Mm. channel they were on Univision, and so you had to watch them in Spanish Mm. there was never like that mixture of English and Spanish like there is now Coco revolutionized it and opened the door for Encanto, and I'm sure there's going to be a whole bunch of other mm. ones. So that is also, I, I don't want to just do a seri- uh, an episode on one in particular Disney movie. I think that Pete and I would do an episode where we cover like a bunch of Disney movies in one whack because there's so many to talk mm. about. So do you have anything more to say about the, the Grinch who stole Christmas? Well, um, we didn't get to mention... Uh, little Cindy Lou Who, who is played by Taylor Momsen, who is now like a hardcore uh, rock and roll metal front woman. Um, I don't n- know the name of her band, which is like very rude of me not to have researched it before mentioning her name. Is it The Pretty Reckless? The the pre- The Pretty Reckless, yeah. That's the name of her band. Yeah, so she's got four, one, two, three, four, four music videos. Sorry, she's got more than four music videos. She's got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight music videos out. She's got Going to Hell, Heaven Knows, Messed Up World, Fucked Up World, uh, L.A. Love, La La, House on, Hill, House on a Hill, Take Me Down, Oh My God, and 25. Yeah. I have never heard her music. I know she's got a really good voice. Though. Yeah, so if you guys want to support uh, Taylor Momsen, be sure to check out The Pretty Reckless. If you guys are a huge fan of Jim Carrey, make sure you catch Sonic 2. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sega! <laughs> Hell yeah. Do you still have a Sega? <laughs> somewhere. I have a Sega somewhere. Like, I don't know how what kind of working condition it is, um, but I do have a Nintendo 64 on the shelf that's like missing a few parts for it to be complete. Oh, I have a Nintendo 64 here. I was actually playing oh, I yeah? was playing Goldeneye the other day. And Super Smash Brothers. Ooh. 
Nice. I'm going to go ahead and plug nice. something real quick. Um, so, guys, uh, I'm super excited to announce on this podcast for the first time that Viral is starting. They'll be starting filming in two weeks and the new season will be coming out. Super excited about it. Lyric Ornelas and Ali Montes will be returning in their hosting roles. Um, Pete is going to have a lot to do with the show as well as others. Uh, so definitely support these two young personalities because they are awesome in the show. And I'm excited to to bring that up. And then as well as I know that Ten Tardis has a bunch of new videos that he's just stashing away which i don't know why he's doing that but he's stashing them away and he will be releasing them here pretty soon as well as we are excited to also announce that we will be having our new photo shoot here within the next few weeks as well so you can start seeing who the cinema studs are not just hear their voice but actually see the studs themselves hell yeah when can we see when is when is when are we expecting i'm gonna put pete on the spot when are we expecting some more tin tardis well, the tens Tardis. The thing is, I I've had to like be careful of when I'm working on my computer with my power outages. So like I've been kind of like ma- because last time I was working on a project and the power went out, it completely erased the project and all the process, all the progress that I had done. Even though like I had been doing save, I save after like everything that I do. It's uh, but for some reason it took out everything, even like. The pre-imported files that I had there. You need to uh, you need to get one of those battery pack yeah. things for your computer. Yeah, and then so if the power goes out, I should be getting some more batter some more batteries for my Canon Rebel T7 on Thursday, so I'll be able to record more confidently without the camera. Why Why did your battery go out? My battery goes out. No, why? It just runs out. Be- oh, you're just getting a secondary. Yeah, I'm getting a se- uh, like some backups. I'm getting two backups. Because it's like my camera only came with one, and every other place that I tried to get them at were like hell of expensive because they're brand name like fifty yeah. bucks for like a brand name Canon battery. Yeah, so I just got a pair off of Amazon. They should be coming in on Thursday. Nice, nice. All right, guys. Well, that is the today's show with the Cinema Studs. We uh, were talking about The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, starring Jim Carrey and directed by Ron Howard. My name is Alberto Ornelas. And I'm Pedro Mendoza. And remember, guys, if you're looking for the Cinema Studs, look in the direction of the guys with the dad bods. We'll check you later. Peace.